Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us now, he is the CEO of the National Agricultural Aviation <coughs> Association. Andrew Moore is with us. Andrew, thanks for taking the time to join us today. How are you? I'm just living the dream. Thank you for having me, Jesse. Appreciate well, it. I appreciate you joining us as well. Thanks for uh, making time here to uh, be with us today. And, uh, you know, just thinking about the uh, ag aviation industry, I mean, you know, over 100 years old now, uh, this is just a, a century old practice that, you know, we see a lot. You think about, you know, getting out and spraying our fields and our crops during the summer. Um, we see those planes flying around. But, you know, thinking back 100 years old now plus, a lot of technological innovation has happened, I'm sure, in the ag aviation industry as we've gone over the years, Andrew. Absolutely. You know, we started with biplanes that were used in World War I uh, that held maybe 150 gallons that were piston engines. Um, you had human flaggers that were lining up the next swath. Now you have 800 gallon aircraft on turbine with turbine engines that are flying 30% to 40% faster, much greater capacity, GPS systems, uh, GIS systems, onboard meteorological measurement systems to make sure that application is targeted, much more efficient, uh, going to where it's supposed to go and nowhere else. And uh, just our, our size has increased markedly in terms of acres treated. Sure, sure. I, I can't imagine just all the technology that has come into agriculture broadly here in the last even five to 10 years. And then you mentioned some of the things there on the aviation side. And, you know, I think about this as well, and I'm sure farmers, you know, they know this firsthand when, when you have really wet conditions. We, we saw mm. some of that here earlier this year. Or you have some of those fields that you know, maybe it's it's a little hard to get into at times. The terrain might be a little bit rough, or exactly. or maybe you're spraying something else. So, you know, that's that's when aerial application really comes in hand. That's right. Um, and you know, don't forget the speed. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're able to treat four to five times uh, the amount of land uh, than any other form of application. And when you're looking at pest pressure, whether it's an uh, insect, whether it's a fungus, whether it's a weed, um, you know, the faster you get to it, the better the yield harvest will be for that, for that farmer. And the other thing, and when you're dealing with weed resistance now with a lot of the herbicides, um, you have to get to that weed when it's at a certain size. Once it grows to a certain length or maturity, it's much more difficult to eradicate. It might be seeding and spreading. So aerial application can get to that crop disease, whatever it is, uh, much faster than, and, and, it, and, it, and at that pest's more vulnerable point uh, to eradicate it. Well, Andrew, you mentioned as well, more targeted when it comes to spraying and aerial application. You know, we hear some of the stories about different pesticide drift, that camber drift, et cetera. Can you talk a little bit more about just some of the things that uh, the ag aviation uh, industry is, is doing to continue to improve uh, how focused and targeted some of that spraying is to maybe minimize some drift? Absolutely. Uh, well, a lot of it, there, there's just many different technologies and techniques um, 
you know, first of all, 100% of our industry is GPS now. So, you know, you're able to get within inch inches of accuracy, uh, eliminate overspray using the GPS system. Um, the other thing that we're seeing as well is people using either smokers or a, and I'll get, I'll explain that a little bit more, but, and also what's known as an onboard meteorological measurement system. So you can tie this meteorological measurement system that, that falls right under the wing of the aircraft and it's reading wind speed, direction, uh, barometric pressure, humidity, three times a second. And it can feed that information directly into the GPS system. And then it it can line up the, uh, the aircraft based on wind direction. So it can steer you further away, say, from a edge of a field. Um, if the wind is blowing towards another field, it can lead you, that, that onboard measurement system can lead you further into the field so that the applied material will just dress the edges and not move over outside mm -hmm. of that field. Um, the other thing we're seeing as well is just setup. We've learned a tremendous amount from setup. Back in the, you know, 30 years ago or, or longer, you might have the boom system of the aircraft uh, go all the way across to the one, one end of the wing to the other. And the boom system would be really tucked in very close to the underside of the wing. What happens then is two things. One, just the aerodynamics of flying, there's kind of a, a, a wing edge vortices that kicks up. So mm -hmm. it, can, it can take the applied material and kind of create a vortices or like a little tornado and it kicks up the material instead of pushing it down into the crop canopy. Now you're seeing much, uh, more narrow booms, maybe 60%, 70% of the wingspan. It's out of that wingspan vortices and it's just pushing directly down into the crop. Uh, and you're also seeing um, the booms are dropped down now, maybe a meter or two outside of, into more of a clean airflow that pushes it down away from the prop wash and so forth. So. Uh, it's pushing it down just from the air pressure from the wing and outside of any other air disturbances that the, that maybe the engine's creating. Well, we appreciate the time. Any final thoughts you have for us here today before we let you go? Well, one other issue that I was going to mention quickly is, uh, you know, we, uh, we see more and more obstacles, whether they are uh, like ground to fixed obstacles, whether they're turbine, wind turbines, whether mm -hmm. they're the meteorological evaluation towers that are measuring whether an area is able to have wind turbines, communication towers now, because world broadband, you know, is a big issue and you have the new infrastructure bill. So, you know, we're working with the FAA to actually promulgate a rule that was passed in 2018 by Congress to mark towers between 50 and 200 feet, uh, because we do sadly have accidents in our industry colliding with both towers and wires. Well, we're out of time today, but many issues to watch for sure. We'll continue to uh, stay in touch with that. Andrew Moore, National Agricultural Aviation Association CEO. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.